Songezo Mapete on SAFM. Our community builder tonight has an extensive list of NPO and community involvement projects. However, today we engage him in his capacity as the treasurer and board member of Itemba Trauma and Rape Support Center, which is a non-profit organization dedicated to offering comprehensive care for survivors of traumatic events as well as their family and friends. This care includes, among other things, counseling, treatment for physical trauma, prevention of pregnancy and sexually transmitted diseases, and the careful gathering of forensic evidence. Itemba Trauma and Rape Support Center Services, or Center rather, Services, the great, the greater Iguruleni region. This is year round um, Kempton Park. Today we find out more about the work, and today's nominator is Sabelo Chalufu. Sabelo, good evening. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell us more about why you think the person that you have nominated, and please divulge the name, is such a person who deserves to be lauded in this time on this platform. Good evening, Sonezo, and good evening to the listeners. Uh, Thank you for having me very briefly uh, to uh, introduce uh, the... uh, the community builder. Yes. Um, so we, our, our organization, uh, Action SA, came upon um, uh, the organization that uh, Zwanda represents uh, late last year after the uh, the local government election campaigns. We were uh, looking for and identifying um, community organizations that whom we could uh, distribute PPEs through. Um, to assist, you know, in the fight against the COVID uh, uh, pandemic. And so we we didn't want to do it ourselves because, as you know, like whenever political parties get involved in these kinds of things and they're the ones going out and handing out these sorts of uh, um, 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 uh, equipment and that kind of stuff, it it tends to then somehow, for whatever reason, the way the architecture is set up, it tends to get out of hand in some or other way find discrepancies creeping into the processes. And so we wanted to get in touch with organizations who could get through to people who really did the most much more efficiently. And that's how we came upon one of these organizations, which is Itemba. And it touched us and it moved those of us who were involved in you know, some of the decisions around who would get these kinds of things, uh, the PPEs. And it was, mind you, it's, it, wasn't, it wasn't like a PPEs worth like 5,000 rand. It was several hundred thousand rands of PPE. Real money. Organization, real money, uh, truckloads worth of PPE in terms of masks, in terms of um, uh, sanitizers, uh, all manner of PPE that would be required in this in, in the fight against the, the pandemic. Um, and so we, have, we came upon them, we approached them, and they were willing and very excited to be involved. Uh, and so we, we went then, it was in, uh, yeah, it was in, in, in late November, mid-late November, where we went over um, in Pinoni and we we, we, uh, we gave it to, over to the organization for them to then deal with the distribution. Let's hear them, Sabelo. Let's hear them. Let's hear them. I'm licking my lips at the opportunity to engage yeah. then the social activist yeah. who is also a chartered accountant and also a yeah. non-executive director of the organization undoing tax abuse outer, Mr. Zwanda Mukwebo. Zwanda, did I get your name and surname right? Good evening. Welcome to SAFM. Good evening. Um, uh, yeah, you got my name correct. 
Oh, I'm so pleased. To all your listeners. I'm so pleased. Thank you for the work that you do. Perhaps you just want to carry on from where Sabelo left off. I mean, he really found you in these heavy times of COVID. Tell us more about how that relationship started and the work that you were doing in engaging this COVID question when for too long, for too many of us, we were affected by the ineptitude and plain and downright corruption from those who have been entrusted with public resources. Just continue from where Sabelo left off on the story around COVID and COVID funds. All right. No, thank you. Uh, I think for, maybe I must just say thank you again for HNSA for having identified us. And of course, it was through an engagement through our program director or um, by the name of Sulani Nyandu, who was a, having a constant engagement with the with HNSA. But uh, having said that, Action uh, SA did provide us with the a protective uh, equipment uh, worth about 4.7 million, which we had to distribute it around uh, the Ekuri Lane as well as Johannesburg area. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, it was during the times when obviously there was a lot of corruption being reported on the on the media about, uh, of course, people having got funds and not using the correct in a correct manner. But I think uh, in terms of HNSA and its leadership. Having identified us as a team of uh, people who are assisting people in the Ukraine area with uh, gender-based violence, as well as our visibility in general in terms of those two uh, offices that I've just spoken about, uh, in terms of the Pinoni head office as well as the Johannesburg Central, which is our other office. But over and above that, because we've got about more than eight branches which are stationed in the police station, it actually makes it's easier uh, in terms of uh, us having to distribute such equipment that was given to us. But also, I think uh, moreover is that obviously we are we have got a board, uh, of board of directors, a board of a governing body, which consists of about 10 people, uh, with three office bearers, myself, and the chairperson, who's Dr. Sipoma Libani, and uh, secretary. So... In terms of what Action SA has done, I'm sure we, we, we were, I can say we were lucky ones, but of course we have all structures in place in terms of us having auditors. I mean, I know most of the NGOs might not even comply, be compliant with corporate governance issues. But uh, yeah, I, I think I might just leave it there unless there is other things that I, I can add on top. No, certainly. I mean, we obviously don't have too much time, but I really do want us to focus because I think it's it's always appropriate to have a conversation about the pandemic that South Africa just simply doesn't recognize as such. But any woman that you engage with, they will tell you quite readily that rape is a national tragedy. It is a pandemic. It is something that they fear. A lot of the time, many would say they fear as something that might happen, that as a question of when it will happen as opposed to if. The work that Itemba Trauma and Rape Support Centre does, can you elaborate on that and some of the yields in the community that you can tell us about? All right. So we deal mainly with victim uh, empowerment service as well as the forensic service. But uh, over and above that, we do what's called a gender-based uh, violence and social crime awareness campaign child abuse on, of any form. 
human trafficking amongst others. Uh, of course, the issue around uh, gender-based violence is a very sensitive issue. Mm, absolutely. And uh, where we are stationed, we are stationed around police stations, as well as the other offices that I just mentioned. Uh, but the issue that we mainly have as an institution is that obviously funding is always a key problem. Uh, we're in even the office that we are using, sometimes you find that the victims, uh, when they are coming to report their issues, requiring support through the uh, social workers, we don't actually have enough space, office space, for them to be catered for. So these are the, one of the things that we, obviously, we are doing going all out. And I think one of the strategies aboard that we have decided is that we need to then make a national footprint where we go in all other provinces where we in solidarity with other structures or other organizations that are doing similar work with us. And of course, we, as I just alluded earlier on, resource has always been a challenge mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. our main funder, as we say, as we see here, is a DSD, which gives us about 70% of the funding. But uh, of course, it does, does not deter us from our mandate in terms of ensuring that uh, our social workers, because we've got a quite number of social workers as well as auxiliary uh, uh, workers, mm. including the volunteers, which are stationed uh, in all these victim support uh, centers that I've just mentioned. I want to ask one question, please, and this is the final question. I've got about 30 seconds for it, and no more, please, 30 seconds. If you were to ask the public for support, if you were to try and get somebody's attention who could potentially be listening, or you can use this as a podcast to then go and get what further support you might need, what do you say to that person or those persons to whom you're trying to appeal? You've got 30 seconds to pitch. All right. In terms of the things that we want, obviously, uh, we would need uh, vehicles. We need about two passenger vehicles because of our wide distribution uh, of offices. We need office furniture as well as in, as well as uh, probably a mini bus taxi to be able to go to all these victim support centers. Yes, <laughs> I don't know whether I've covered everything, but well, you know your needs better than I do. So certainly, thank you so much for your time, um, Ndademu Kwebo, and more importantly, please continue doing what you are doing. It does make a difference, and we do see you and we do recognize you. Thank you. 2149. Good night, folks.